The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We are back from the All-Star break. We've got a lot of baseball to talk about, fab to talk about, ads drop, some guys for the second half, and the Astros making a huge statement in the American League. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If anybody that listens and enjoys us, can please rate or review the podcast. We do appreciate that. Helps out a lot. Helps people find the podcast. All very good things in our world here. Uh, Jeff, we're back. A week off. You probably had a nice break from hearing my voice in your head, so it's probably a good thing for <laughs> you. Uh, but uh, we're at the second half. I know it's not technically the second half. I know they played more games in the first half, but you know, All Star break kind of kind of makes that break. Um, how are you feeling uh, going to the second half here? We got about uh, I don't know, like two and a half months left, two and a quarter months, something like that. I feel like I've got a fighting chance, and that's all you can ask for. All you can uh, ask for. Um, I've got a lot of leagues where I'm in contention. Uh, strangely enough, twelve the twelve team Rotowire Online Championship is my worst format this year, and it usually isn't. Uh, but I am mediocre at best in those leagues any uh any like consistent trait that has, has caused you issues in those or just kind of random leagues that uh, just didn't work out it's funny yes so a couple of weeks ago i kind of underwent like a audit of my teams and i am yep. consistently better than pitching than i am hitting it is really weird even you know, good teams and bad teams bad teams both i'm getting more pitching points than i am hitting points there yeah, the only exception is the draft and hold leagues where it's a little bit the opposite. And that's somewhat just injury based. And, you know, the fact that I can't make pickups, uh, I have like a couple of draft and holds where I can't even I can barely field nine healthy pitchers, uh, yeah, well, which is we'll, really we'll hard the, to do. Yeah, we'll get the injuries. I tell you, the last couple of weeks of fab, I've just literally been trying to get live bodies because I just keep having so many guys get hurt. But it's yeah. funny you say that because I have two main events and one of them is. Great pitching where, you know, there's I can throw 12 of my pitchers every week. And the other one, I'm last in strikeouts, like third to last in the area whip and just can't get anything going. But I have 71 offensive points. So kind of hanging Ooh. in there. But, like, I mean, I drafted four offensive players to start and then Trevor Rogers, So you can kind of have a pretty good idea of where that team goes. But it's uh, it's funny. I drafted two teams, you know, four days apart in different parts of the draft. I drafted first and 12th, I think. It's just amazing how different things work out when you're at different spots. But it's uh, – right. It's fun. I'm with you. You know, got a got a fighting chance here. It's going to be a fun second half. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, both of us have a stressful September because that means we're we're carrying and uh, and grinding away and sweating away some teams. I saw that you're uh, 
one of your main events he's made a pretty nice run up the overall standings i think you're in the top 30 there which is which is really nice yeah. I, may under, I may have undersold that a little bit but that's all right um but it was good now i was scrolling today good to see you up there so i'm looking forward to this make uh, make this podcast a lot of fun if we're both in the mix in september yeah it, it's gonna be so crazy um really got to keep my eyes on the prize because you know soccer starts up in a couple of weeks at least as training goes and then you know soccer games for my daughter starting in the end of the week and end of august football starts you know we're doing uh you know the, the radio show is more uh, football oriented i'm starting two football podcasts this week so i'm up to six podcasts a week so keeping the eyes on the prize is going to be tough i gotta like really be efficient with my time and you know and everybody the does part, the hardest part about that is in i mean in september like football games on the west coast start at 10 a.m they finish it you know, four thirty, and the night game starts. You got to do fab in there. Like it's a, it's yeah. a tough little game. There, you know, I have, you know, you've been to my garage. I have three TVs. Some of us have friends over. Like it's, it's tough to be like, well, I got to bounce on the second half here because I got to go study. Uh, you know, the the fourth pitcher for the Rockies and see if I want to pick them up. It's uh, it's oh, yeah. a tough. There's a lot of people that fall in that. It's it's a hard September moves in, in fab and baseball are really tough, and it, it matters. You got to do it, but uh, there are, there's no there's no way to to doubt but the fact that football is a big distraction. Even if you don't work in Facebook, football, you just sit down and watch football on Sunday. Exactly. It, eats your, it eats up your Sunday. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's, you know, for, you know the, the, all the afternoon games are done. It's five yeah. o'clock and you have two hours to start right. your fab. And then you and look up like, and like, and like bill bills and bills and Niners on the Sunday night game. You're like, oh crap, I got to watch that. So it's just, a, yeah, yeah. it's want uh, to. And I want yeah, to. Want and to then, for sure. And then here's the stupid thing for me too. I mean, I've got. I know all sorts of other, you know, I, I, I want to watch college football. I want to watch F1. I, you know, during football season, I wait until Mondays to watch F1. Okay. I, you know, when I don't, you know, cause it's just, I'm updating the value meter and all that. Uh, uh, you know, but I, you know, I'm, then I you risk the, uh, run the risk of getting spoiled. Whereas in previous years, heck, no one in the U S was paying attention to it. I never had to worry about getting spoiled on Twitter about the F1 results. For sure. Um, but now yeah. you've, got, you've got to block our friend CJ Calton back and do that. <laughs> oh yeah, but not the—he's not the only one. I, I mean, there's, there's he's just a big—he's a big—he's like a big F one guy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's fun. It's like, yeah, he's—he's he's a fellow oh, spirit. Yeah. CJ just betting him and all that, so he's a big—he's a big F one. He's the one that turned me on to uh, Drive to Survive, actually. So credit to him for that, because I think I told you to watch it after that too. Yep, and that um, hooked me—that's for yeah. sure. So, but, but hey, it's, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, good problem to have. Like, if your teams are contentious, September is a very good problem to have. But it is. It is actually a, a problem. So it's, uh, but it's, I'm looking forward to it. How does your strategy for the second half change? Like you, you jump into fab and it's late July, August. How are you looking at it differently than you are say in April or May? We're just like trying to get the best players out there and, you know, kind of see where your, where your team lands. How are you, uh, how is your fab Sunday a little bit different now? Well, when I'm not putting out fires, which is seemingly every week, right. it's more towards categorical categories. I mean, it already is a little bit like, you know, your best teams, you know, you already probably know where you need help the most. Right. Yeah. Um, but you really dig into the extra the extra points. there. I'll say this. One of the good things I've got going for me is what my the, the main event team that's uh, doing really well is uh, I've got a lot of starting pitching points. You know, K's wins, good ratios. And that was kind of by design as we kept on missing out on closer targets in the draft. After we took, you know, we took one closer in the first 10 and that was kind of a, a, you know, a kind of closer in Scott Barlow, which has worked out better than we could have hoped. Yeah. Um, and but we we decided, OK, if we're not going to get our targets that we want, we're not going to overpay on those next guys because they're so volatile. Let's get the starting pitching uh, pitchers that we like so we don't have to focus too much on two steps. We already have the two steps on our roster. Um, 
And I, the only thing I'd change there is I wish I would have had one extra hitter a couple of weeks here and there. Uh, but uh, it, it, it has kind of worked. Now, some of those guys we've had to part ways with. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, I don't have to go hurtling over for every shaky yeah. two-start starter right now. And I'll tell you, that is liberating. Especially valuable and liberating this season. There have been usually we talk in the podcast like, oh, well, here's, you know, four or five pitchers. They think we, you know, they t- always have some risk at throwing the way. Where I'm like, guys that, you know, you can either the matchup works or they have two starts or they've been pitching well. I logged, I, I jumped on Fab this morning and I'm like, I need, I need a couple starting pitchers in this league. You know, I had Max, I, I, we didn't talk, we didn't talk this week, but I added Max Meyer for a big price. And obviously that didn't work. Luis Patino got sent down. Luis Severino got hurt. And I looked at the list and I, I had to like sit down and like, all right, I'm going to get up and walk around. I had to come back and like really figure it out. Cause they're just, it's hard to find names on that list. I ended up, uh, ended up on Domingo Herman, which I actually kind of like, uh, I do like him a little bit as a pitcher, so not horrible, but it's, it's tough to find uh, valuable valuable arms that aren't going to just blow up on you, and especially after April when everybody's pitching well. It's been, there's been landmines of starting pitchers all over the place. Uh, in the chat here, Toronto Deeps, Dave says he's all football, but he, he roots for the Jays, wraps, and leaves. I don't know who Toronto people root for in football. I assume that's the Bills? The Argonauts, right? No, it's oh, probably yeah. the Bills. Did you really have someone just deliver a drink to you? My God, you have good service at your place. Uh, not only that, not just a drink, but it's a milkshake from Handles, which uh, is near, kind of near you in Pasadena, if you know that at all. I do. Uh, it's uh, Hastings Ranch right there. Yep. So yeah. uh, raise wow. your kid right, and she'll eventually bring you a, a milkshake. What kind, of, what kind of milkshake? Mint chocolate chip. Uh, I couldn't guess that, actually. Yeah. That's uh, it's my standard order. Yeah. Beautiful. Cool. Well, let's jump into the baseball. Um, the big news this week was the Astros. I mean, they uh, the Astros had a tough schedule coming out of the break. Had a doubleheader against the Yankees, where they uh, it was a, it was the first week of the season. They made that up with the with the lockout cancellation, and then going to Seattle, which uh, sold out a bunch a couple games in that series. Had won fourteen games in a row. Uh, not only did the Astros survived, they won all five of those games, um, all close games, but they won all five games. They just they're so good. They're so deep. I mean, Yoran Alves didn't play today. Ryan Presley was on. Uh, on paternity leave, they just kind of rolled out. And he came back today, though. That yeah. was huge. Thankfully, For those of us it. that had him yep. and didn't, like, bench him uh, with the news of the paternity leave, because I didn't really have many. By the time I found out, it was too late anyhow. I mean, but, yeah, I think the Yankees and Mariners had a tough schedule this week. Yeah, right? You, you look at it on paper, you're like, oh, Astros, you know, maybe not so much. But, uh, yeah, the poor Mariners, they won 14 games in a row. They get all excited, and then all of a sudden, you just get they just got smoked. I mean, they get smoked, but they lost three games in a row. And Julio Rodriguez not playing was obviously a big deal in that series. He has the sore wrist. He had the MRI, and it, it apparently came back as just bruising. Um, do we know if that happened before the home run derby, during the home run derby, after? I haven't seen, like, a direct uh, uh, causation of when that happened. Not only did we not – find out until like we definitely didn't find out during the derby or all-star game right but we didn't find out until the early game started on friday yep some of us may have rostered uh julio rodriguez and dk thinking him against rikidi <laughs> was a pretty decent matchup uh thought egregiously wrong and then might have gone to dinner and didn't notice that you know the news of him getting scratched and then found out after the game started and turned an otherwise good lineup into a loser of course if you didn't have a toronto stack that night it didn't matter but yeah, so. if a team scores thirty runs, you might want to have some uh, some of the stacks in there. But it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, hopefully it's okay. I mean, obviously, uh, I, I, the stat I saw today that I, that I thought was really cool. There are two players in baseball right now that have twenty stolen bases, twenty or more stolen bases, and ten or more home runs. Do you know who they are? Twenty stolen bases and ten or more homers. Um, there's a, there's a reason that they're together. Okay, Julio, Julio and Bobby Witt. Yep, two rookies are the only two guys with that. How cool of a stat is that? That's uh. 
baseball's uh, baseball's in a good place right now. It's really uh, it, it's fun yep. right there. But that, I thought that was pretty cool. But um, on the flip side, you mentioned the twenty eight runs Toronto had. The Red Sox are in the tank, Jeff. They are. Uh, they had that really hot streak, and they just been brutal, uh, brutal right before the break. Brutal in the series against Toronto, getting swept. Um, do you think that uh, Boston has moved from buyers to sellers here in the next? Uh, you know, we got the trade deadline here in about eight days. We were talking about that. I was talking about that on Twitter. Uh, this weekend might have changed the trade market quite a bit. Yeah. You know, you know the Red Sox, they paved that before the break with their brutal series. You know, in fact, the last three weeks, they've kind of paved that. They they had their run. They were like well above 500. They're well into the wild card. And then they faced the AL East all over again. And they had the fewest games in the AL East among any of their uh, compatriots in the division. And it's been rough. The Yankees and the Blue Jays have smacked them around really well. Um, and you know, that's, it, it's, it's, and then Chris sale got hurt. That's the, you know, that was cover for them. And now endeavors got Denver's hurt now. stories hurt. I mean, and they weren't, they weren't buying. I mean, they, you know, you know, they, they didn't really build the bullpen to begin with this off season. So I, I think they've, I think they're probably like all establishing now that they could be sellers, but what do you sell if you're, if, if you're them? That's the, the question. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. I, guess, I mean, Z- Bogarts? Z- Bogarts is the answer. I think. I think that. Uh, I mean, that's obviously a huge uh, piece of the middle of the lineup. But I, there's not really anybody else. Unless JD Martinez, I think, is probably an answer too. But like, he's been. His Babbitt was really high to keep his He has nine home runs this year. Like, he, the, the power right. has been down. Um, now he has back spasm. But he missed the whole series against Toronto. So that's a you know you need to get him playing before you could do that. I don't know who else. He's, nobody wants Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, I mean, Vasquez maybe. Yeah, Vasquez could work for a contender needing a yeah. catcher. Yeah, I, I think that's something there. I mean, uh, and he's kind of heating up a little bit too. He had a couple yeah. homers on Saturday. No, on Friday. And yeah, when uh, when they when they scored the rouge late in that game against the Argonauts, there. Um, you know, it was funny. It was a good joke I saw from one of my followers on Twitter is I think it was twenty seven to three, and, and and someone goes, "Don't worry, if they get to twenty eight to three, they're yeah. pretty good." I but, saw I saw a number of Patriots Falcons jokes on there that uh, yes. just, they just they just won't go away. Yeah, I, Vasquez is up to two eighty one, so that's a pretty good call actually. He's probably the most likely for somebody to catcher um, to hit catcher hitting two eighty is pretty darn nice. Good defensively also. Um, but I think Bogarts would be obviously the biggest name. I just don't know if they'll pull the trigger on it. Yeah, um, yeah, and that that's the question. I mean. Even like in the release uh, in the bullpen, I mean, first of all, they don't have that good of a bullpen to begin with. But the guys that are good, Whitlock and Hauk, you're not going to trade them. You would think that. I mean, they're young enough where there's no reason to trade them. Just looking at Bogart's contract, man, he's got he has four more years at 20 million a pop. Yeah. So um, that's got, but he's 29. I mean, he's obviously a valuable player. I just don't know if someone's going to take on four years and get the right guy, right team, maybe. Um, but that's not, it's not like he's a, you know, wait, a year Bogart's and a half. Has four more years? I'm looking at Spotrack. Is that wrong? I don't know. I I, it, I don't know. I was under the impression that he was like gone soon. He turned He's out a an free offer. agent. Free agent in 2027. Well, he, he signed a six-year, 120 million dollar contract. It looks like in 2020. Yep, uh, 20 million dollar vesting option for 2026. Maybe he has some sort of opt out. Okay. Oh, he has that. He has an opt out clause after this year. That's oh, there you it. go. Okay, so he does yeah. have he does have a way out of that. But uh, yep. And at 20 million, like he can opt out of that. Actually, usually we see guys like, well, there's no way James Harden's opting out of that. But um, Bogart's at 20 million. I he could he, he gets that in the open market, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Good yeah, call. I think Good so. call LJ in the chat about he can opt out. I did not know that he had the opt out in there. I just saw the full contract. But that's uh that's anyway, he's 29. He's got uh two, four years, 80 million. He does he does better with that if he opts out. So he actually could do it. Yeah, he could. Um uh, maybe Pavetta's tradable. Uh boy, these last four or five starts have hurt that trade. Value, yeah, it turned him back into the pumpkin there a little bit. Yeah. I mean, his, what is ERA is probably four and a half now. So just suddenly it's uh yeah, it's four exactly four and a half, actually. It's just if you could have traded a month ago, you probably could have got something nice, but he's got he got smoked by the AL East. Buy when there's blood in the streets with uh, with uh, Evaldi, I guess. Um. Yeah, coming <laughs> off that brutal start against Toronto, but yeah, I don't know. That you're right. They don't have it unless they want to. Uh, you know, maybe they know Bogarts is opting out. They probably have had some discussions with him and making sure that maybe he wants to go to contender. I don't know, but um, we got some good races though. I, I think the best races in the NL East: uh, Braves and Mets, uh, both teams that are about 600, uh, playing mm-hmm. about 600 ball, game and a half difference. The Mets uh, just finished off a win tonight, where Edwin Diaz had to come out and get, come out and uh, save the bullpen a little bit. But uh, the Mets are way ahead. The Braves are making have made a really good run here last six weeks. Uh, I think that's the best matchup. I know the Brewers and Cardinals are close, but I think it's it's clear that the Mets and Braves are a class ahead of those two teams, at least so far this season. That's a really good race. It's going to be a lot of fun. And two big-name, big-market teams with a lot of uh, a lot of stud players. Probably Maybe you can maybe add some more in there, but that's, that's a fun race right there. It is. It really is. And I didn't see that Diaz had to come in there, but, of course, he did the job. Yeah. He came uh, in. Uh, he came in eight four with two on and no outs. So like you think is it, I was like oh it's a cheap save and I realized there was no outs. So that's a I mean, that's a pretty uh, that's a decent that's a real save. Yep, you can thank Joely Rodriguez for creating a save opportunity. I just traded for Diaz tonight in uh, XFL. My does the save count or you got to wait till Monday? No, it counts tomorrow. I mean okay. it's, it's you know it doesn't count tonight. But I wish he they didn't need him so he'd be fresher for when I added him. But uh, that's okay. He wasn't he, used the last couple of days, so we're good. I think the uh, the fifty one point four percent K rate will be just fine, uh, even with the usage tonight. Yeah, did you that, see they're that's showing? An all... insane, that's an insane number, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it is. The only thing that was annoying about that graphic is they showed a Roldis Chapman at the top, and not <laughs> and they showed him as a Yankee. No, he was on the Reds at that time. But ah. all the other guys they had, like they had Kimbrel on two different teams, so I know they're trying to pay attention to what team he was on. But apparently nothing exists pre-Yankees with Yankees, so uh, that's okay. Just, just a slight to our Reds. I'm, I'm offended for you. And I'm yeah, you should for, be. I'm offended for myself. So. Another reason to hate Chapman as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> hey, oh. any, any reason you give me to dislike Chapman, I'm good with that. Yeah. Worth the all-star break. Uh, who wins the World Series? Right now you got to pick it. Astros. Astros over the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's the. it's hard to go against that. That's a very chalky prediction, yeah. but hey, I'm, gonna I'm go, a chalky uh, guy. I'm going to go Yankees-Braves. Yeah, you were right last year. You nailed it to like, like almost every, to the number of games and everything, right? Every I got every series correct the whole way last year. It helped me in the, NF, in the NFBC playoff contest. I actually finished second. So that was, uh, did you bet it? Uh, yeah, I bet the Braves to win the World Series. Okay. How much like, did what'd you get it at? Uh, it was a pretty good number. I don't remember I was say, now. Yeah. It was because uh, they were uh, – I think I took it like a week before the playoffs started. Um, I questioned you. I remember that. Like, Braves? Yeah. I, I, think I yeah. yeah, I can't remember. The odds are pretty good. I don't. I, I have to look. I have it somewhere, but that's a good question. I did uh, did cash in there in the NFBC playoff contest. But I never cash. I never do well though. So it was uh, it was fun. The uh, I just love. I love that Braves team last year. Yeah, but let's uh, let's jump into uh, to week seventeen. I can't believe we're saying week seventeen. That's crazy. Um, big week. We got uh, sixteen teams with seven games. We have four teams with five games though. Cardinals, Mets. Twins and White Sox all have five games. So a uh, big thing to note there, it's a big discrepancy between those four teams and the rest of the, rest of the league, which a lot of uh, 
a lot of uh, that have seven games. Uh, we do have an all Rockies home week, or almost all Rockies home week. They have six games at Coors. They play one game tomorrow at Milwaukee, uh, and they get the White Sox and Dodgers at, at Coors. So uh, if you got your, your Rockies, it's time to stick those guys in. Yeah, um, I, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's which Rockies? That's the problem. Uh, CJ Crone, yeah. you're definitely using him. Yeah, you're using you're using Crone. Uh, the other guy, they just mix mix and match a lot, but uh, you can't use all of them. I think you use uh, use Diaz, uh, Elias Diaz, a catcher. You definitely use Chris Bryant. I mean, Chris Bryant uh, hasn't been a good year, but at least he's playing now. But the rest of those guys, again, I think Brandon Rogers sticks in there as someone I, I play all the time, yeah. of course. But the rest of those guys, they do uh, they do swap guys in and out. Even even uh, Ryan McMahon's is starting to lose time. He's not playing against a lot of lefties. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're they're just a weird franchise, and they. They blew one today against the Brewers. I know there was some talk like they still have a chance at the wild card. I'm like, okay, they have, <laughs> yes, they have a chance mathematically. Right. Yes, but no. Nah. Yeah. I don't see that happening, but outside of the Rockies, um, do- offenses that I was looking to, uh, to pick some guys up, the Dodgers uh, jump out. Obviously there's not a lot of Dodgers available. But I do like trace Thompson a little bit. I don't know if you saw the game today. I had, had yep. a game play clay was uh, chugging beers and high five and fans. Yep. Clay Thompson's just a good human, by the way. I love He's him. living his best life. Why, why? Why wouldn't you? Right? Like it's probably exactly sitting, sitting, uh, sitting in the front row, rooting for rooting for his brother. It's it's pretty awesome. That double he got off the rack. Clay was going nuts. It was fun. But they have three against the Nationals, the lowly lowly Nationals, who actually might be behind the A's now. The A's won a couple games, and then four at Colorado. If you have any Dodgers, you're playing this week. You are anyway. But uh, you can pick up any fringe Dodgers. I think Trace Thompson's a, a name right now that in a deeper league, I'm grabbing where I can. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Lux had a game today um, and playing time's locked in for him right now, especially like, especially now, now that everybody's hurt, like Taylor's hurt, Justin Turner's hurt. Um, There's no doubt Lux is an everyday player. Uh, This is a good setup for him this week. That's for sure. Been a weird year though. Like he's hitting 290, but he has four home runs and 24 RBIs. Like he's really hurt. Hitting ninth is some of that, but he's really hurt. You know, a couple of categories. But he hit fifth today. Yeah, that, that does happen. If he, he's going to move up there, then the, the RBIs will come because the, yeah. the top three guys in that lineup are just absurdly good. Yeah, sorry uh, to interrupt you, but yeah. No, I mean, that's good. It's, I didn't I didn't notice he hit fifth today, but uh, it's, it's just been a weird year. Like, I think we remember those in when he was in the minors. Like, we remember all these long home runs he was hitting, and they showed him, and, you know, here comes Gavin Lux, and four home runs and three out of four plate appearances is not what I would have predicted. But uh, he's hitting 292 with 47 runs scored. Uh, where Gavin Lux got drafted, he's certainly been a, certainly been a good value. Yeah, he has. Uh, it, yeah, like you said, though, um, you know, yes, kind of, but he's not. You know, you get, there's more sizzle with that stake. You know, we need we need the the counting stats. We need the category stats. You could almost deal with the four home runs if it came didn't come with 24 RBIs. I mean, that's really low. Yeah, you need 15 stolen bases if you're going to get yeah, that sort exactly. of power production. Exactly. You give me the average and the runs and the stolen bases, we can find too. But he's he's only really getting you there in in two categories right now. But uh, obviously, in a good lineup, if he moves up a little bit, that could change. Uh, your uh, our Reds. I almost said your Reds. Uh, good schedule this week. They have four against Miami, three against Baltimore, all at home. Are there any sneaky Reds you like this week as a pickup that maybe uh, people could grab in their in their daily leagues or leagues that uh, you know have waiver wires that haven't run yet? Uh, I was going to look and see if the the handedness there on the pitches pitchers against them because. All right, so one, two, just two lefties. I was going to say Donovan Solano, maybe, but no, he's only they're only facing two lefties, and I don't know how much he's Solano play only him. only play versus lefties mostly. mostly. Uh, I, looked, I looked at him today too. Yeah, I mean he's he plays a little bit more than that, but it's also not quite every day. Um, it's it's your friend Trevor Rogers is one of those, so it's mm-hmm. uh, you 
<laughs> I posted a little poll on Friday because in our Yahoo friends and family league, I'm just short on hitters. I gotta I gotta drop some a uh, pitcher, and it's either unless I can pull off a trade with either Rogers, Lance Lynn, or Josiah Gray. I mean, not look bad at, guys to have, at, but when we get off, look at my team and tell me who you want for Rogers. I'll trade for him. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm. I was at the second place in that league, and I felt like a fifth. I don't even know what happened. I think it was Pavetta, Evaldi. I had both of them, and I think oh. that just, I think it just oh, the exact. I think it. I think it was just too much for the Yahoo servers to to function with. So they just <laughs> they just threw me down there somewhere. It was it was rough. Well, I've um, I've kept Lynn on the bench in the last his last couple starts, and I carried him all year. I mean, yeah. I never stash injured players in the draft, and I we drafted. And I already knew he was hurt, and it was just a stupid pick. I mean, and he has not been good. But I I feel like. He's going to get it at some point if he's just needed to – he was kind of pitching his way into health. But, uh, man, it's 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 getting tough to hold on to. And, only, and I've had so many hitter injuries. I'm like 20 starts down on my utility spot and my outfield spot, yeah, one of the I outfield spots. And, it's, you know, uh, it's a 16-team league. It's hard to find offensive players in that league. With it's, daily moves. So, every time I every time I look, I'm like, oh, it's uh, it's just it's Chad Pinder or something. It just the, the the it's the dregs. He was on my, my roster for a yeah, long time. He, he's on my roster now, so that's why that's why <laughs> I thought I'm free today up. at least. I, I picked him up. I think I picked him up this morning. But yeah, it's uh it's a deep league and it's tough. But uh, Astros again, another good week. Uh, they're three at Oakland, which obviously works out well, and then four against Seattle, who they just beat uh, three in a row. Um, so obviously, if any Astros, the Astros are a little bit interesting right now because they do have some injury issues. Uh, I mentioned Jordan Alvarez. It sounds like they're going, he's got the hand soreness again. They're going to kind of uh, monitor that on and off. It sounded like today was pretty precautionary, but I think that's going to be an issue. And with a 13-game lead in the division, I, I, I expect we're going to see a lot of weeks in September where Jordan sits two or three times just to kind of uh, keep that uh, keep that going. I do like Chaz McCormick as a pickup on the Astros right now. Seems like he's taken over a little bit in the outfield. Now the Jordan's going to be only DH. Can't play the outfield. Jake Myers got hit by a pitch yesterday. Didn't play today and has been struggling. He started out well and he's he's striking out a lot right now. Um, McCormick is a guy that you and I liked early in this early in the offseason. Is a guy that maybe could uh, could get some playing time there and be okay and hit the ball pretty hard. I think he's. Uh, I think at the time to pick him up is is now. Yeah, and Brantley is. Yeah. Strange, gone from day to day to out a month with his shoulder yep. injuries. Might take batting practice this week. Uh, he's going to need a rehab assignment. So you're talking at least two more weeks with Brantley too. So, yeah. and that uh, that's a that's something that actually hurts the Astros if Jordan can't play the field because Brantley can't play every day in the field. Yeah, yeah and I think I mean they have such a they have such a, a buffer there, but they, I'm sure they do want to catch the Yankees for best record. You know, home field. In the ALCS, they matter, but they're not going to do that to the you know, detriment of, of Jordan or, or Brantley. So I think McCormick yeah. is the uh, the pickup right now. It's a really good week with him with seven games. Lastly, the Giants, um, rough weekend. The first time they've been swept by the Dodgers in four games in a long time. They're clearly in a different class of teams right now, those two. They were so close last year down to the last pitch, and now are just so separate right now. Yeah, uh, they have, uh, They're th- three, three against Arizona, four home against Chicago. So a really good week. If uh, you pick up Giants, they face uh, – I looked it up. I think they say three lefties and four righties. So it makes it a little bit hard. Because you know Slater and Ruff playing against the lefties, and then Wade and whoever else, Yastrzemski or whoever it is that plays against the righties. So it's a little bit tough with the much they, how much they platoon. Yeah, and Yaz has been in and out of the lineup too a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I was watching the Thursday night game, which was the best of the four games. It was really, a lot of back game. and forth yeah. in that one. There was that the and Bellinger was, was that the Bellinger Grand Slam game? No, that was Friday. Okay, right. uh, Thursday was the Mookie show. Uh, uh, that was an awesome catch. Today. And it was on ESPN. Um, yeah. And I love those guys. Uh, Ravich and Eduardo Perez are so good. Yeah. Uh, really good together. And they, you, clearly they like baseball. 
uh, they're not complaining about the way baseball is played today, every other inning and things like that. You like uh, you like David Cohn in there too, or no? I love David Cohn. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he's fantastic. He's been I, he's he was out, I think, because he had surgery right over the All Star yeah. break. He was mistaken. back. He was back in tonight for the uh, for the that's Mets, right. Uh, the Mets, that's right. Uh, Mets, whoever they played game. Did yeah, they yeah, they Mets and the Padres. Padres, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Pir- uh, Actually, the Pirates. I knew the Pirates were on Sunday baseball. Right, and but I like them. But it, it, that was fun. But that game was fun. They illustrated though the Giants are just a different team this year. Yeah. And but the thing I liked about that Thursday broadcast is Ravage mentioned the plexiglass plexiglass principle. You know, a team that has this sudden jump in the standings is more likely going to recede the next year, especially when it's not this like progressive path of these young superstars, which is certainly not there. Um, and they but, felt like, I mean, they had every single thing go right last year. They right. won every close game. And granted, you earn that and you win those close games. I get that. But, like, they they maxed out the max of their max last year. Like, that was the yep. – they, 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 the season went perfectly for them. And they were really good. But, uh, yeah, it was it was clear. It's clear right now that they, they're in a weird place because they have a lot of – kind of a lot of older players and a lot of good young players. The fans are actually starting to not show up there, which has not happened since they built the new park. Fans are really disgruntled. They talk about – you know, being one of the the prime franchises against free agent guys, they haven't really signed any big any big hitters lately. They all, I know they signed Rodon this year, and they, they but they, they everybody wants a big hitter. They're talking about Soto and they're talking about Judge and all these guys, but it's just uh, it, it's first time in a while the fans seem a little disgruntled there after the the three World Series. So I don't feel too yeah, bad. which and I I get it. They're they are a big market. Yeah, they are the, one of the biggest markets, yep. and they need and they have a gem of a ballpark. Um, prints money. I get it. I mean, they're not going to be in on the Soto sweepstakes, it sounds like, from what I've heard. But uh, I, it's also – they were due for a drop down, and their defense is horrendous. Like Horrible. Like worse than the Phillies bad, which it's, is – It seems like every night in a key spot they make a really bad defensive play at Costa Mina. It's like I know it's not every night, but it sure seems though. It seems like every time I flip it on, the Giants are doing something dumb on defense. It just kills them. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, it really does. We saw the same thing out of the Red Sox this weekend, too. So oh. really ridiculous defensive plays. Today, especially, was really bad. Uh, but yeah. yeah the, it, the, inside, the inside the park Grand Slam is one that we'll see on highlight tapes. Oh, Jaron Durand. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Go after the ball after you miss it. Just, yeah. you know, I think you he make saw, a mistake, don't give up. He must have up. seen the left fielder coming and realized he wasn't going to get there. But still, like it looks so bad that he just – It's a bad optics thing, yeah. He just stood there. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, before we jump into Fab for this week, does Juan Soto get traded before the deadline, in your opinion? You know, if I, you would have asked me a, a week ago, I'd have said no. But I, I, you would have thought I was crazy if I said a week ago, right? A, exactly. I I am convinced that the, the the numbers got released on purpose by the Nats uh, to provide cover for when they do trade him. I think this was one of those "oh, we tried" sort of announcements because, like, if all you have to do is go by average annual value and it you can tell it really wasn't a competitive offer. Um, Cause it was 15 years or something, right? It was 15 years. 15 it was years. like in, it was like the 20th highest average annual value contract. Keep in mind in 10 in five years, that'll be like 40th, you know, yeah. it'll be like one of those. That's the way it's the way inflation works guys. It's, it's, it's the way it is. And they, they, they did. And you know, they deferred a lot of that in one way, form or another. I know the initial report said no, but then other, a secondary report said, yes, a lot was deferred like the Harper offers when he was on the market. And I think people just see 440 and they freak out by the, by the big number. Cause it's just an astronomical number. But yeah, when you look at the AB, which matters. And, and the thing is, if he signs an eight year deal, he can sign another deal too. So I'm sure the last thing he wants to do is 15 years, unless it's a huge average annual value. So it'll be interesting. I, 
tend to think they wait till the off season myself, but uh, the more you hear, the more it seems, uh, you know, like it's not totally crazy. They could move him, but man, a, a guy like a superstar is at 23. Like that. It's a wild, it's a wild situation wherever he goes. Yeah. It's just a question of, you know, is the team willing to really go all in? Cause you yeah. really are going all in me trade from me in, in terms of the prospects. You know, I, I, I see the funny, you know, don't read Twitter, don't read the comments, et cetera, et cetera. But the funniest thing I see is, Oh, it's a no. It's a it's a no starter for me if we include super awesome prospect X. Like you mean you mean the one you hope in a in a 99th percentile turns out to be as good as Juan Soto? Yeah, yeah. Someday, <laughs> maybe. You know, right. Cardinals can't do this if they include Jordan Walker. Certainly can't take on Corbin's contract. Yeah, what? Are <laughs> yes. you insane? You know how much putting Soto's bad in the middle of that lineup would help. You could uh, argue that he is the best hitter in baseball, but you could unargue and say that he's the top ten hitter in baseball. Just call it a day. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you see what you know adding soda to that lineup in St. Louis does. I oh, mean, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah. Speaking it, it of St. Louis, yeah. need to mention uh, Goldie and Arenado not vaccinated, not making the trip to Toronto. At least it's only two games. At least we know we found out on Sunday before Fab, yeah. for that matter. I mean, so you even know what positions to bid on if you have those guys. I mean, at least the Cardinals were good enough to let us know. Yeah, and it's a, it was a two-game week, but you're, those two guys are going to use anyway. But, yeah, it's a, it's a good point. You want to make sure you have a replacement for those guys. I think that was the, it was them and Austin Romine, so it's the, those two guys. It's not, right. the, uh, not the ten guys the Royals had not go there. Oh, my gosh. Was, With no was, notice, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no notice. Yeah, it was it was wild. So let's, let's, let's jump into uh, Fab. But first, a note from our sponsors at the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for indulging us there. Thank you to Blue Wire for that. Um, let's start with starting pitchers, Jeff. We mentioned earlier it was tough. Um, who are you looking at? I'm going to let you start. Were you and uh, you and Tim on your main event teams? Are you in any other leagues? Is there anybody in starting pitching you really were attacking this week that you thought was a good at? I know you said you guys didn't really need starters, but uh, is there anybody that uh, you really like this week? It's kind of a, either a sneaky pickup or a two-star pickup that you think uh, people should grab right now. There was no one I was aggressively going for. Uh, in yogurt, I got Mitch Keller. 
So that okay. was actually a pretty good pickup, I thought. Got him for 13. Run our bid was one. Uh, but in the two mains, in, in the 12, and the 12s, it's, it's obviously a different universe. But yeah. in the two mains, I don't think I even, I, I, if I bid more than a buck on a starting pitcher, it's more on other spots. Marco Gonzalez was available in one of my two. And he has one start this week and two next week, but the second start's bad, if I recall correctly. Uh, and, the, and, uh, and he's Marco Gonzalez, so you just never know. Right. And the other one, we didn't even bid on any pitchers at all. Uh, so, yeah. Um, the guy the guy that I liked, it was frustrating to me because he was – there's one league where I need pitching and one league I don't. I, there's nobody I have to drop. Um, and he was, of course, available in that one. It wasn't really other. But uh, Cutter Crawford in Boston, uh, pitching pretty well. I know Boston is a bit of a mess right now. If you look at his mm-hmm. last four starts – He's going to have three runs in two of them, one run in one of them, and no runs the other one with um, doing the math. We'll pick 24 strikeouts in those four starts. So getting some good strikeout numbers there. You look at uh, Kata Walks. He's pitched 42 innings for the Red Sox, 27% K rate, 9% walk rate. Maybe that's a touch high, but when you, when you pay right in there, uh, K minus walk of 18%. That's really workable on, on a fab pickup. Swing strike rate's almost 12%. Um, he's shown me enough that, uh, you know, I'm not throwing him against anybody. I'm not throwing against the Yankees or the Jays, but enough where I, if I can grab him and put him on the bench at the right starts, use him in the good matchups. I think he's a guy that uh, is addable, definitely in the 15. I think he's addable at 12 right now, too. I agree. And I actually, his name came up and he was in my waterfall of picks. Great, your great, weekly waterfall. great baseball name, too, by the way. Cutter Crawford's yeah, a so great baseball name. I got to ask, though, does he throw a cutter? Does he throw a sinker? Does he throw a four seamer? What does he throw? That's I need it. to know this, like right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up for you while you're talking. I was, uh, I was trying to look on Savant while we were talking, but it's loading slow for me. So he uh, throws a changeup, curveball, slider, cutter, and four seamer. Okay. Okay. So, so oh, throws, he throws the cutter stuff thirty percent of the time. So it's a it's a pretty uh, it's his second most used pitch. So he doesn't spare us the cutter. I like he, that. He does not. He uh, if that was a pun, I didn't get it. By the way. Oh, that's a song reference. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get it. What song? Uh, it's good. Uh, like. First wave alt rock, uh, Sparrow yeah. the Cutter. No, you haven't heard that song. No, who sings uh, it? I will tell you momentarily. <laughs> it's like you uh, can't you can't get mad at me for not knowing the reference if you don't know who sings it. It's a, it's a pretty common, uh, it, it's a pretty uh, well played song. Um, Echo and the Bunnymen. Uh, all right, yeah, I know who that is, but I couldn't have named the song. But it's I'm, a good tune. You are you are a much more refined music person than I am. You just like a little more country than I do. That's all. I like you know? a lot of country, but I'm usually like uh, whatever's on the radio, whatever's in play kind of thing. I don't know. Erin would like your uh, musical taste. She likes some nice. country every once in a while. Fantastic. I like to uh, hear that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yes, Cutter Crawford, I was interested in. Spencer Watkins, I was a little bit interested right. in. Two starts this week against the Rays, uh, which is pretty decent start these days. They strike it out is. a decent amount. And then the Reds, which this weekend was not a good start. Yeah. Um, Wainwright and Michaelis both got Bad ballpark, obviously. Yeah, both Wainwright and Michaelis got knocked around. And I think Red's on the road, but you know it's in, but it's in Cincy, not in Baltimore. So, so if you're um, stashing a pitcher right now, you need somebody. Uh, the guy that I keep looking at, and I had a bit on him. It was in my waterfall, as you call it. Uh, hashtag Jamie Anderson. Um, is Kyle Muller in Atlanta? The situation with Muller has been that there's been no spot for him. They've uh, the Braves mm-hmm. have had their five pitchers. He has been absolutely electric in in triple a uh, he's 94 innings uh 31 31 and a half percent k rate 7% walk rate era of 296 has been even better recently his run of like last eight starts have been electric um 14 swing strike rate there and the key with this whole thing is that ian anderson got smoked again today and smoked oh, by he's the, so bad 
smoked by the Angels without Mike Trout. Like, that's a bad, bad lineup right now. The crazy thing is he got Otani out twice in the first inning and still gave it five runs, which is pretty hard to do. Um, but he's he kind of had settled a little bit last three starts. But you look at this, I mean, he's now at a, uh, a 4.79 ERA, 1.5 whip. Um, strikeout rates under 20%. This is someone that is not helping the Braves right now, and they are right in the mix. They're a game and a half behind the Mets. I think that we're not far away from them going either Anderson to the bullpen and Mueller up or Anderson to AAA. I don't know his option situation and Mueller. Uh, I don't know if it's Mueller or Mueller, but either way to the rotation. I think I think we're really close to him getting a shot. Yeah, Anderson was in streaming territory. He was cut in friends and family. I picked him up for one start and then cut him right back after that. It was just, eh. You watched him. He's just like, eh. You know, he hasn't missed a start. And I don't even think he qualifies innings-wise for uh, like Oof. the – ratio categories and things like Eight, that 18 starts 92 innings is not a good combo no um i can't watch that i just i don't want and it's one thing to not watch your uh, closer you got to watch your starter you got to be able to watch your starter yeah. and it's it's bad and i like that they are they're they're contending team so i think if you uh i think he's a good pickup in any kind of deep league right now and if you have a spot you can stash uh, I, I do really like him right there um, some other pitchers, uh, Jake Odorizzi is about 55% owned in the NFC 12 teamers. He's available. Um, they have six starters and Lance McCullers may be coming back. They might have seven starters. It's crazy how they're riches, but, uh, do yep. you like Odorizzi all this week at Oakland and then home against Seattle? I'm looking forward to the free Christian Javier compa- uh, campaign coming up here in, in September. Uh, although I prediction McCullers comes back as a reliever. That's what I would do if I were them. Yeah. I love his stuff as a reliever, and you can throw him a couple innings, and I, you just don't want to. I don't think you want to put him in the rotation, and he's just, not this year. Next year, not maybe. this year. Yeah, it was fully stretch him out, get him going. I think mm-hmm. he'd be a really nice weapon coming out of the bullpen with his stuff. Yeah, I think so too. Um, although Odorizzi could get cut. I mean, or cut from the rotation just as easily yeah, too. But I mean, ERA is under three six right now, and I know yeah, he's, he's pitching all right. Yeah. Actually, I think this. I keep thinking the same thing. Like, well, just throw Odorizzi out. And then I look and I realize he's three, five, six, one, one, nine, and maybe they don't want to throw him out. And it seems like they want to, um, they don't want to really ride Verlander right now with the lead. I mean, they gave him seven days off, like three starts in a row, kind of around the all-star break. Mm-hmm. So I think they're pretty happy in their six man right now and they don't really need to push anybody. Yeah. Verlander skips the all-star game. I mean, yeah. it's that, that, that was, that was probably at their behest request. You could say, go ahead and throw Paul Blackburn out there instead of Verlander. We're good with that. Yeah, and then what happened to Blackburn today? Oh, uh, oh. yeah, just like that. I, Paul Blackburn's ERA is like four four. Yeah, I know. He, uh, you know, that, that was like the uh, oh god, who is the? Uh, there, there, there's so many guys like that. Uh, the Reds' 1990 uh, uh, World Series team winner. Well, uh, why do you have to bring that up? I don't know why. Uh, but he was the all. Jack Armstrong was the All Star Game Armstrong. starter, I think. And by the end, they didn't even want to use them in the rotation in the World Series. I mean, that that that's where it feels like, minus that whole World Series thing, that's where it's tracking with Blackburn. I wish I wish you had thrown Jack Armstrong multiple times in that World Series instead of freaking Jose Rijo. Like, oh, oh, he's so he was, awesome. He was nasty in that World Series. Oh, I loved it. He pitched, he pitched one and four, I think, in that series. He did. He did. There were, all, there were only four games, Jeff. I, I'm aware of that. Yeah, not a, not a fun Eric time. Davis is still in the hospital in Oakland, but you know, hey, so they usually throw that one at me. So I thought I'd preempt you, but yeah, Billy Hatcher's too busy scoring runs or something. I don't know. Chris Sabo's having clutch hitch. Glenn Braggs is hitting one over when it matters. And then you just go, you just go Dibble Myers and uh, who's the third guy? Norm Charlton. Norm Charlton. And Nasty winning boys. after six, it's over. So yeah, that uh, was so awesome. Jeff, question for you in the chat. Uh, would you go Jake Odorizzi or Tyler or 
Tyler Wells this week. Uh, which one would you prefer? Uh, I'm assuming Tyler... that's, I think that's Tyler Wells and not David Wells. <laughs> uh, probably Odorizzi because of its two steps. I, I was going to answer the Yeah, I mean, unless you've got some sort of like cap on, you know, innings or starts for a given week. Because Wells gets a home start against Tampa Bay. That seems pretty choice, but. But one yeah. of Odorizzi starts against Oakland. I think you have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the A's are. Oh, 100%. A's are, yeah, the A's are so bad. You got, you got to throw that one. Yeah. And then the Mariners is the other start. And that's kind of – Mariners on the road are actually a better hitting team than at home, I think. Um, at least I, that would be my guess without looking at – I don't – I'm not going to use actual stats. I'm actually just going to assert that. No. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough place to hit. That, that's all I'm saying. Any interest in the two Texas guys thrown twice this week, either Dane Dunning or Glenn Otto? I think I'm finally done trying to figure out Glenn Otto because every time I throw him, it's a, it's a not a good thing. It's not automatic to do use him in a two-step is what you're trying to say. It has not been automatic for the people, no. No. Okay, good for short. Um, I thought about it. He was on the very last one of my bids in each one of the chains there. and. yeah. Please don't get him. That was kind of basically yeah. where I was at with that. Seventeen percent K rate, twelve and a half percent walk rate. I looked at that. I'm like, I don't even know why I have him on my on my bids, but I still I have it at the bottom two as the same way. I'm like, I hope I don't win this, and I, I didn't. Yeah. So that was good. Um, I I'll, I've said it a multiple weeks in a row. Braxton Garrett in Miami, if he's still available in your league, I really like the way. Oh he's yeah. Pitching. A couple of those again. I've been against Pittsburgh. I do get that. He's had some really last nice two in fact. Yeah. But he's pitched. Yeah. He's pitched really well. He looks. He, I watched him. The, he passes the eye test. Twenty one percent strikeout rate. A walk rate under 6%. Um, he is uh, somehow still, he was 66% owned in the NFBC roster and the NFB 12 teamers coming this week. So he's still available in a third of leagues. Um, I imagine he got scooped up in a lot of those after this start, this uh, this last period against Pittsburgh. But uh, he's someone that I think you could throw a, a bunch. Next three starts are at Cincinnati versus Cincinnati and at Chicago, if our grid's correct. Um, there might be some shifting around with that because I, I count one. No, no, I think it's right. Um, yeah, so, you know, but yeah, so he gets a two step next week, but one start in great American small park this week, not a great uh, setting, but yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't argue hard if you wanted to pick him up, bench him at Cincinnati and throw him the next week. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't argue that hard. And, uh, you know, if you're a 12 teamer and uh, you've got some good options, but I, I do think he's someone that's uh rosterable and throwing throwable most weeks right now. Yeah. Uh, the Pittsburgh guys, you mentioned Mitch Keller, uh, JT Brubaker's been pitching pretty well too. Uh, both uh, under 40% rostered in the NFC 12 teamers, obviously they're rostered in all the 15 teamers, but those are a couple of guys too that I think uh, you could throw and won't hurt you. And Brubaker's actually been really good lately. Yeah. And don't be fooled by like the overall numbers. Like Mitch Keller's got a 455 ERA. Uh, he actually gave up just one uh, unearned run and uh, well, actually that was in his previous start, but he's been, it's just, it's where they started is what you have to pay attention to. They've been a lot better lately. I mean, Keller was pretty awful early in the season, despite all the hype in the, in off season, uh, you know, there's that video of him throwing harder and all that, but he, he was really started to put it together. Like from May 1st on, in fact, I will tell you from May 1st on not including today, cause I don't have that in his player page. Uh, but he, you know, his numbers have been uh pretty darn solid, uh, I would, they are, he's thrown at a 404 ERA in 71 innings since then, uh, 61 Ks in 71 innings. So not great, but better. Mark. That, and that's a, in a, in a deeper league, that's someone that you can definitely throw as your eighth and ninth pitcher and, and feel pretty good with it too. And the nice thing with Brubaker is he, you know, every once in a while he has like hiccups, but he strikes guys out. He has over, he has six or more strikeouts in the last four starts. And 
as, as hard as it is to find starting pitchers, it's really hard to find start, strikeouts because everybody loves strikeouts, and that's you know that's what people are looking for. And uh, those uh, those two guys do uh, do help you out and a little bit hidden in Pittsburgh, hence the under forty percent rostered in those those uh, those tournaments there. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what about relievers? I think the uh, I think the big reliever discussion will be for us will be next week or maybe the week after, depending if any of you guys get traded this week. Right. The trade deadline is next Tuesday, so it's we still have another week of fab before the the trades actually happen. Are you at the point where you're doing any trade deadline closer speculation yet? Are you? Uh, do you? I know you. You mentioned you have Barlow and Clay Holmes in one league. I don't know how you are with saves in leagues. Is there anybody that you're really trying to be sneaky with? Maybe you're grabbing a couple weeks early. You think uh, becomes a closer. Yeah, in the other league, uh, which I drafted Liam Hendricks, uh, which is definitely not getting second round value for, but uh, he was, and I have so good before the All Star break too, and then just these last couple of games have not been good. I know, and it, so I also have David Robertson there, and I'm worried about him getting traded away. So yeah. I did decide to do one spec play on Yeri De Los Santos uh, for my, a buck unopposed. My, so. my favorite spec play. He got he actually got uh, picked up in my league where I need saves last week. I think I had him in for one and he went for two or something like that. It was just the, the thing I like about him is that that time when Bednar was out, like they went right to Delo Santos. Like it was like, he, he was the one that was getting the saves and our situation is always when a guy gets traded, it's like, well, are they going to go committee? Are they going to do this? And it seems like if Bednar gets moved, it'll be Delo Santos and then he'll slide right in. Yeah. Pitched the eighth inning today. That's the only thing I was a little concerned with, but, uh, well, no, I'm not concerned with that. And then Underwood pitched the ninth after uh, the Pirates actually rallied. Uh, then Bednar pitched the tenth. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, no. They, the I'm sorry, the Pirates rallied. Uh, ben, uh, Underwood pitched with the while they were trailing, and then the Pirates rallied the bottom of the ninth. Then Bednar pitched the tenth and had another rough outing. And he's been kind of little tiny shakiness lately. Uh, had that horrible outing against the Marlins on July 13th. Uh, had a bad one against the Brewers on July 10th. So, and he might get traded, or you know, maybe they'll mess around. Who knows? So they I, should they should trade him now. By the way, he had those like arm issue around that two bad starts. Like I, I that might prevent I, him from getting yeah. traded though. May I, I assume teams will check that out. But man, I would I'd, I'd want to get the value from when I can. Maybe they're trying to hope for two or three clean outings and then move him. But right, uh, you're right. As great as he was early on, there's been a, a little bit of an issue uh, recently. I still really like him. And he would be one of the prime guys I would try and trade for as a contender. But yeah, it's not doesn't look as quite as pristine as it did in May. Right. Um, any any issue? Any thoughts with like the Cubs? You mentioned David Robertson. Um, seems like maybe Scott Efrost or Chris Martin there, but I don't know. Or Michael Givens still. Yeah, unless they trade him also. But yeah, that could work too. Uh, the Orioles. A lot of talk about them maybe moving Jorge Lopez. I think they should. That would be a nice move on at the peak of his value, having an All Star season. They they've drifted back. I think they're you know they're kind of on the edge of the outs of the wild card now, but that'd be an interesting one. Like I think Felix, Felix Bautista, that would be a pretty good pickup if they do move local. Oh, I agree. I have Bautista in a ale only league already. I've actually had him for a couple of weeks, but that's only because I, it's a, it's one of the, it's, it's an ale only. So I can get away with a non-closer even being rostered there in the first he's place, but 33% K rate, 1.60 RA, a whip under one. Like he's a legit, really good pitcher this year. Yes, he is. Uh, Lopez has been awesome though, too. He I has. mean, let's not take anything away from Lopez. No. Lopez has been great. But he's exactly the type of player you trade. Uh-huh. You, you should trade peak of his value. You don't need a closer this season. I maybe a really a really smart move to me. Yeah, I think unless you really think they're going to compete next year, but one look at that starting rotation, and I can't say that they're going to compete next year. Um, and I, he's he's twenty nine too, so it's not like you're dealing a twenty three year old closer. Where maybe in two years you're competing, that helps, but. 
Their division's so good. He's twenty nine, and I would I would move him if you could. And if, if they get some good, I, I, I'd I even I'd argue that the, the age actually helps a little bit in thinking that he might be for real. Uh, okay. He's not going to get hurt. Is likely to get hurt. Um, he, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me wish casting. But no, I think that's all the more reason to trade him though too. I mean, again, uh, I, I think if you you know the Yankees just lost Michael King. He's yeah, out for the big, year. Aldis Chapman gave up a three run homer to the Orioles on Saturday. Um, they don't have, you know, you know, Green still. Chad Green's out for the year. Luizic is back, but is he really back? You know, what's Zach Britton going to do when he comes back in September? I, I think the Yankees are an obvious trade for a, a, a pitch a reliever. It might not be Lopez. It might be somebody else. Uh, but I think that's and they made the trade. Remember, they made the trade for Clay Holmes last year. Uh, yeah. You know, Seth Seth Klein, who's in a scarf with me. Uh, he and I were chatting about that, and he pointed out that Holmes was even before the deadline. You know. You know, you saw the Blue Jays last year, tr- you know, trade for Simber um, and uh, another pitcher uh, from the Brewers. I mean, the fact is, you don't have to wait. Don't yeah. wait till the day of. Go get that tr- get that pitcher now. Every okay. extra game you get from this acquisition could be that in, that causes you to win one more game. Could be huge. Don't wait. Michael King is a huge loss for the Yankees in the playoffs. That is a throw. Go out there and throw two shutdown innings in a key spot. That's a that's a really big loss, and I, I know that everybody thinks Michael King is good, but I think that was in on the radar how big a loss that would be. And and I don't mean to like by trading Jorge Lopez, I don't mean to. He's been great. You're right. He's I mean his his K to walk is K minus walk is twenty percent. Uh, mm-hmm. Whips under one. He's been legit, really really good. And I don't think any of us thought it would be this good when he kind of half got the closer job early in the year. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, the other team I'm kind of interested to see what they do is the Phillies. Uh, I think they're probably. Tr- trading for but it was kind of funny when i did the visa hit the host asked me about like you know maybe alvarado might be a, a, a prime target for teams a lefty that throws gas like that uh and phillies just had a nightmare weekend law got swept at home by the cubs I and mean, the cubs were yeah. coming into the all-star break the cubs were just giving games away they were really bad uh so to get swept by the cubs is a really bad look for a team that thinks they're a contender so uh, but they're only one game out of the wild card too so i don't know and Dabrowski never wants to rebuild I just – I wish Jose Alvarado walked a little few, – a few a few fewer guys because that walk yep. just scares the hell out of me. In a, in a big spot in a playoff game, I just I, – I don't trust him out there at all. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some hitters that are available in FAB this week. There were a couple of uh, couple of call-ups. One of them was a, a call-up after being called up and then sent back down and back up. But uh, that's Nick Prado in Kansas City who came up for the uh, for the Toronto series, then quickly went back down. Then our friend Edward Olivares, uh, to nobody's surprise, mm. went back on the aisle. It's just – I finally gave up this week. I dropped him. But um, Nick Prado is up, playing first base a lot. Uh, were you in on any Nick Prado? He's been pretty good in the minors, but seems to strike out a lot. Wasn't having a great year at AAA. Um, 103 strikeouts and 337 plate appearances. When you're striking out that much at AAA, that's like the Joey Gallo starter kit right there. I mean, you're you're, you're – you're likely going to have a bad batting average uh, is usually the conclusion. Then he was hitting 240. Now he hit, he does walk a ton. That helps. Yep. He does hit for power. Uh, he hit for insane power last year uh, at AAA and, and at AA actually. In fact, he was the better known of the two Kansas City first baseman prospects going into this season, I thought. Yep. Uh, Prado over Pasquantino. Pasquantino is a more, is a more refined hitter. They're going to find room for both of them right now. I, I, I was in on him, but I wasn't like going very aggressively. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think he's definitely 
worth looking at. I just don't know what happens when Alavarez comes back, when other guys come back. We'll see. And Kansas City is kind of in a weird spot right now. I mean, they're they're definitely rebuilding on yeah. all that, but they're kind of also like trying to figure out all this playing time. Alavarez is hurt now. You know, uh, Prado, is he going to be good enough to stick? What happens with Bobby Witt? He got hurt today. Uh, that's that's one to really watch. We picked up Nicky Lopez for a buck in the one of the two mains, just in case Witt's out right. for this first three games and I need some stolen base potential. So, um, yeah, but uh, we'll see about that. Yeah, I looked at Prado for a while. You know, you look at – you see the 36 home runs and 12 stolen bases last year across AA and AAA, but I just – I could not get past the strikeouts you mentioned. It wasn't like this year 30% was a fluky K rate. I mean, it was like 29% last year's 35% in, in A in 2019. He's yep. going to strike out a ton. I just don't think there's any way around that, especially when some major league pitchers really get the book on him. Um, I'm worried that he hits like 210. Yeah, or 180 even or yeah. something like that. Yeah, you could. I, that's definitely in the range of outcomes for him uh, without a doubt. So, uh, yeah, uh, the guy I got – was it actually a veteran that was dropped? And that's Abisail Garcia, uh, which I think you might have seen the thread. Uh, Matty bid on him, bid on him in the main event last week. So yes, I was I was down that road too uh, just a week earlier. I'm frankly surprised he was cut. Um, I understand he's not having a good year, but we, he has enough of a history that. And now the Marlins just lost Jorge Soler again. But I, I kind of I, I wanted. I, I think he's got uh, power speed potential, even still. To this day, and uh, we won that one 17 to 14 over Maddie Davis, Maddie eh, at Maddie Wood on Twitter, and who is beating me? He, I, I won the bidding, but he's winning the war right now. He and it, it's the, the three of them that are to, are on top of me in the Vegas main are uh, Posmo, I think, is in first today, Maddie, of course, and Batflip, so and Toby. Oh, so nice league, league. nice yeah. league you got there. Uh, and we got Rudy Gamble in that league too, so it's a tight, tight league. Yeah, I got uh, together with Greg before the season and made sure you had a tough league. I was, yeah, I appreciate you then. That. I, yeah, I made sure that you got the noisy table just to bother you I there a little bit. I definitely had the noisy table for sure. <laughs> it was a fun draft, but I definitely had the noisy table. Um, it's funny because last week on Garcia, I, I was in on it. It was one of those guys that like, well, he was really good last year. He's, I understand he's struggling also, but I'm usually at the point where like, you know, give me that. Give me, uh, give me the guy that's done it before. I'm looking at my bids from last week if I can, if I can find it here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bid. Uh, if I look at, it, I bid like I think I lost twenty nine to twenty five on him. I had, I so I had I had him and Kyle Lewis, and I had Kyle Lewis above him. I won Kyle Lewis, and I had my secondary bid on Garcia got beat. So I actually wanted both of them. I had them in the thirties, but I had Garcia in the thirties. I think that you know what is last year twenty nine home runs, eight stolen bases last year, and hit two sixty. And, and I looked at his at his stuff, and he's, he's not barreling quite as many balls. He's striking out a little bit more. So there are there are some things for real that you know, he's been a little bit worse, but. And I know he struck out. I think he struck out three or four times today, and it was it was a, it was a kind of an ugly over five. And Marlins fans are kind of upset at him, and their offense has been bad. But yeah, um, this is a bat that can you know if he gets going can be someone that starts for you every single week in a fifteen team. Yeah, although they did just call up JJ Blade, uh, yep. who's uh, you know similar to Prado in that he was more hype than production in the, as, as a prospect. Although I think Blade was starting to come around this year a little bit, kind of reinvented himself. Uh, we'll see what happens when Solaire comes back, how the playing time meets out. I mean, maybe Jesus Sanchez is the guy that loses out. That's possible, too. He's been bad, too. Yeah, Blade was the last guy I was going to ask you about. He had 20 home runs already in AAA this year, but hitting 228. Um, weird, because he didn't strike out a lot last year. He's like a 21.5% strikeout rate last year, 27% this year. Swing strike rate's up a little bit. He walks a ton also. Um, Marlins fans seem pretty excited about him as a as a guy that can, can mm-hmm. hit and stick. Um, so I was in on him. I ended up not, I think I ended up getting outbid on him, but I think I, as I look deeper, 
I like Blade a little more than Prado kind of for the rest of this year. I can see it. Um, I think Blade kind of traded some contact for power yeah. uh, and it's worked so far, but 27% at AAA usually equals what? 35, 36% yeah. in the majors. Uh, it, and that means batting average is not going to be bueno, but uh, you never know. We have a two month sprint here. It, you know, yeah. Maybe take them uh, pitchers a month to figure them out. And then that often happens. Yeah, I probably wouldn't take the over 240 on either one of them. So I think no. they both kind of fall in that bucket. I just think, uh, I think Blade's playing times gonna be a little more locked in. I think they really want to give him a run, but you know, I'm guessing on that also that, you know, the Royals might give Prado a pretty good run too. It depends how Oliveris is tough. Oliveris missed like six weeks earlier this year for a quad strain. And I don't think we've seen exactly how serious this one is, but it's a quad strain also. Um, when I saw that, I just, I dropped him and it just, it was a fringy enough that I wasn't going to hold him through an injury, but um, I don't think we've seen a timeline on him and that, that, that may impact Prado's playing time a bunch too. Yeah, absolutely. Or and they may, they may trade Benintendi. They may trade Hunter Dozier. They may trade some guys. I just, they may, they may open wide up for Prado too. Yeah. I just don't see um, this whole Yankees for Benintendi thing. I just don't really see. You know, it's, it's weird. Cause I, I know that, I mean, obviously he can, he can help them, but he's got to miss six games when they go to Toronto. Yeah. They that's have, part they of have it. six more road games in, in Toronto. That's a big right. part of their, I mean, we only talk in two months left and then they might play Toronto in the playoffs. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you can trade for a guy that you can't play. I don't know. Maybe he's willing to, you know, if he, if he gets traded, maybe he's willing to change his mind, but I mean, he's right now would miss six games in Toronto and maybe a playoff series would that makes it tough to trade for a guy at the deadline. Yeah, at least uh, we don't have to worry about the New York side of things. Uh, but no, it's yeah, it, and honestly, I don't think he's that good. He is for average. Doesn't doesn't have an especially great arm. Doesn't run. He just hits for average. Yeah, he has three home runs this year. Yeah, and I guess I guess he just slides into Joey Joey Gallo's spot, and you just kind of cut bait on that if you do it. I suppose. I suppose. And I guess that gives him depth. Maybe he has decent enough range, but he, I, he, I know he doesn't have a good arm. I've seen it in action before. Um, I, I just think that's, I don't think he's that big of an improvement, I, I but maybe it doesn't cost that much. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think the cost is all there. Cause I mean, if you can get him fairly cheaply, you know, he makes contact, he gets on base. It was a 390 OBP this year. And that's going to, that's going to help you hit in front of some of those guys. But uh, yeah, the, the home run stolen bases aren't there from a fantasy angle, but I imagine the Yankees are looking. At I am overlooking the OBP. Yeah. You're right. I am overlooking the OBP a little bit. I mean, it hasn't been that high in the past, but it is 390 right now. He's walking yeah. a good amount and, you know, the bat has helped his average, but you know, the 390 OBP, if you get that in front of judge and Stanton, that'll, that'll definitely help. And that'll certainly help over Joey Gallo's 290. OBP. Yeah. I mean, that is true. And they have enough slugging types in that lineup. Yeah. I guess that's, that's the thought there. So and All right, they, you persuaded I mean, they, me that I could see it be useful. Being they useful. hate they hate Gallo. Gallo can't hit Yankee Stadium because he's just pressing in some ends. It's just it should be a prime player. He's hitting a buck forty five or something Yankee Stadium this year. It's just been it's been ugly. Um, any other names that you're picking up on uh, in free agency this week? Uh, you know, we had Bobby Dalback back in the back in our lives with uh, with Rafael Devers out. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's going he's going to get more playing time. Joe Adele is back in uh, in Anaheim. Uh, you know, kind of seems like he's playing every day, hitting fifth or sixth. Uh, we mentioned Chaz McCormick, mentioned Chad Pinder. Were any other outfielders that you were looking at uh, or, or corner guys, I guess, with Bobby Dahlbeck? Uh, any of those guys interested you this week? Yeah, uh, Joey Wendell's another one that yeah. was available in some. I got him in yogurt. He was available in one of the two, the other two, one of the two mains, but we were just putting a timid token bid in there just in case. But, uh, yeah, and he, he seems to be like he's playing a lot now. Jazz Chisholm's out for so long, basically this season. They put him on 60-day IL yeah. today. 
Yeah, if anybody's so thinking about dropping Chisholm, it's a, the 68 DL kind of locks that into that. He's you can absolutely. Yeah. Um, any uh, any love? Uh, were you stashing anybody? Any like Gene Segura love where he was available? I really like Gene Segura. I just was not in a space where I could I could stick another injured guy. And it's, right. it's it bums me out because I saw him get bit on my league and I would have loved to have him in three weeks, but I just couldn't do it this week with the injuries. I it's it's tough when you in that situation. I just, I just couldn't afford it. Right. I mean, I, I both, uh, like I think Pinder was available in one of my AL only leagues. I was looking at him, uh, but I, I agree with you on Segura. I wasn't going too hard on him to, and, and in fact, in my AL only league, which is tout wars, I, I purposely was, I have holes to fill. Like I lost Devers there, which is devastating, obviously in an AL only, but there the, the inventory wasn't great. So I kept all my bids really low this week. Next week is the big week. I'm hoping, knock on wood, that I have something, anything to go after. Is uh, there a certain reason you're saying that, or you're just hoping? Is there someone you're expecting to get called up? No, or? no particular individual okay. person. Just I want chaos, as always. Every trade deadline, I want chaos. Oh, you're hoping for a trade deadline. I got you. Yeah. Uh, I now, I wish, I, wish the deadline, like, I wish the deadline was Saturday or Sunday. Well, I can see why they don't want it on a Sunday. Uh, but yeah, it's going to make Tuesday fun. There's yeah. only it's August second. Uh, it's a Tuesday. There's only one day game scheduled right now, uh, and that's a doubleheader with the Padres and Rockies. So you know, chances are you know we'll ha- we'll know all the results of the trades before most of the right. players' games and all that. Uh, should be some fun theater. I just I just want trades. I want something yeah. to talk about, want to write about, and act upon. Yeah, I always I always love it. I hope we get a couple of big moves too. I think that. Uh, it's starting to lean that way a little bit with some teams that are selling that maybe we didn't think we're going to. Um, any um, any Will Myers this week? I'm looking at other names here. We talked about Trace Thompson earlier. Uh, that's kind of the extent of it. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, I'm not. I, I've kind of finally given up on Will Myers. I just think that's going to be a crowded situation when he comes back to. Yeah. Let's hit some of the uh, news and notes. We talked about uh, we talked about the uh, a lot of injuries already. But you mentioned Raphael Devers. Uh, he had the uh, he's uh, put on the IL for his hamstring issues. Um, frustrating one here. I have him on my main event team that's doing well. It is a big loss. I am a little bit behind. Like RBIs are probably my worst category, and he is obviously my best RBI guy because my first round pick Mookie Betts leads off, so not really a big RBI guy. It is uh, it's a rough loss. Do you have any sort of feel for how long it's going to be? I just we didn't really get it. They put him on the IL right away. Um, they're kind of trending towards not having to play for. I hope that I hope he comes back uh, fairly quickly here. Though. Yeah, um, I, I yeah that that's a bad one. That's a really bad one there, and uh, I don't know what to do about him. Just uh, just I think it's just waited out with him, right? I think you have to, unless we get some kind of news of a setback or something like that. I mean, it's, you know, conceivably it could be ten days. I don't know. Like, usually with a hamstring, it's not. I'm hoping uh, you know I'd take I'd take twenty days and be pretty happy with it. So I'm hoping we get something in that range. Yeah, it's uh, just devastating. And again, the Red Sox tanking right now. They can yep. take their time. I mean, it, you know, it's just all these things are cascading at the same time here. It's, it's really bad timing. For sure. Uh, Max Meyer, who was the big pickup last week. We did not do a show, but he was the he was the big ad last week. Uh, made it uh, a third of an inning, two thirds of an inning, and uh, left with a sprained right elbow. Um, Jeff, if you have Max Meyer, are you dropping him now? I might. Yeah, probably, but yeah. I, I, spoiler alert: I did after spending over 150 bucks on him last week. Um, I dropped him. I just a there. He's not. He's not going to pitch for a couple of weeks, and then maybe who knows what happens. I just think they're going to be overly safe with him more than anything. Though. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, we have and part of my distraction where we're taking turns trying to block a particular. Oh, yeah, user I, I, saw, right now. I saw one of your friends join the chat there. Yeah, one of your friends. Come on. <laughs> Hey, I, I, I'm definitely not the one on Tinder here, so it's definitely not mine. 
Um, I'm guessing neither of us have ever been on Tinder. Um, Adam Duvall uh, out for the year. Surgery on his left, his left wrist. So if you have Adam Duvall anywhere, it's an easy drop. We met some Jazz Chisholm. Uh, I want to talk about Mike Trout. Mike Trout, uh, it seemed like it was not a big serious injury. Then he was playing the All-Star game. They didn't play in the All-Star game. They put him in the IL. But, oh, he'll be ready to play Saturday. Then he'll be ready to play Monday. Now he's, news came out. He got a cortisone shot. Won't be ready Monday. They haven't really given a timetable. This seems to be going the wrong direction with Trout. Yeah, there was a uh, uh, there was um, a case there where I think there was like within 15 minutes. It was like he could be back Tuesday. Oh, there's no timetable now. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really nervous about this one. And obviously, we have nightmares of last year when it felt like he was going to be out two weeks and he missed four months or whatever it was. And the Angels are rapidly falling out of being circling relevant. down the drain yeah. again. Yeah. And uh, I, I I sure as heck hope he comes back soon because the game is better with Trout. But I'm uh, if I have Trout somewhere, I'm just a little worried. I, I'd like to see him on the field before I before I breathe these on that one. Yeah, I was getting ready. Like you know, I do have him. I actually do have Trout in a couple leagues. Uh, but I'll tell you what. I mean, how much of a discount? The thing is, he hits so well when he's healthy. I mean, right. uh, he goes through he's like streaks and slumps a little bit more now in his career. He's right. he's had two massive slumps this year. But, they still have uh, 24 home runs in 79 games. Like it's right, yeah. exactly. Uh, it makes you know it makes it really difficult to uh, you know to avoid him. But man, I mean, gun to head right now. Uh, how how far does he have to drop in the main next year before you take him? Man, it's just so hard to answer. Not knowing what the next two months look like. I mean, if he say if he, he comes back in three in two weeks. So he misses, uh, so he ends up playing, what is that, 130 games or something like 125 games. Uh, probably like the er, end of the second, early third round. And even then, I'm like a little hesitant because he doesn't steal any bases anymore. But, I mean, it's just – he's so good. But it's just – it's tough. Without without the stolen bases, it, it's just, he has one. I mean, it's pretty much a zero over the last three years. He has four stolen bases the last three years. Um, I, I can't take him over – Jordan Alvarez or Aaron Judge, like power hitters that don't run easily either, or, or Vlad Guerrero, and that's three guys that I mean, there's no way I could take him over those guys. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I'm going to uh, bone a contention here. One of those power hitters does run. Yeah, Aaron Judge has eight, like eight steals, right? Nine stolen bases yeah. this year. Nine. It's like uh, Goldschmidt stealing 17 in a year. You know, it you just don't, it sneaks up on you. Don't realize that, but he's like. It's a shame my pitching so bad that I'm wasting the fact that I got him at pick 60 in the main event. You're, you're not wasting. I see I your, your standards. Yeah, I'm not wasting it, but it's like that pick at 60. Like, I just wish that would be if I had a couple pitching team. That team, that, that's the best offense I've ever That's had. the Vegas one, right? Yeah, that's the best offense I've ever drafted. Oh, such ever. a – yeah, easily. I mean, no no shit. I mean – I went I went Jordan at the 2-3 turn and Judge at the 4-5 turn. Like, <laughs> insane. Judge slipping that far down is insane. Yeah, he went or he went like pick three, four in my other main. So it wasn't even like not even close. So yeah. I see that our friend Anthony Gialdi is enjoying the uh the troll in the chat. So maybe there is some benefit to uh, the, the Tinder ads. So Anthony, I hope that's a good a good time for you there. Um Julio Rodriguez uh missed the weekend. We mentioned about him at the wrist soreness. Someone in the chat mentioned it was actually uh, they heard it was actually from a stolen base that before the all-star game, which is kind of crazy that if he had a sore wrist that he went and hit 70 home runs in the all-star game, whatever he did. Um, cause he went to the, or the home run derby cause he went to the finals of that, but, uh, hopefully he's back soon. The MRI was clean. Um, he just has wrist soreness and apparently it's, uh, it's supposed to be pretty, uh, it's supposed to be okay. But, um, if you have him, you obviously want him back pretty quick. Uh, you mentioned Bobby Witt earlier. He left the game uh, today. He had a stolen base and then left, um, hamstring tightness. They say it's day to day. Um, obviously that's concerning with a guy who's a lot of his values. He has 20 stolen base today. 
Um, that's one that's big for me. I have Devers in my good main event team, and I have Wit also. So that losing both, uh, losing one is fine. You can kind of overcome it. Losing both would be really tough. Yeah, it really would. Um, uh, we'll, hopefully, we'll find out before we have to set our lineups. Um, yeah. Trying to see what the Royals are. The Royals playing tomorrow. The Royals, uh, they do play tomorrow. They play the the mighty mighty Anaheim Angels. Tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Uh, Anthony said he's going to see uh, Granky versus Syndergaard. That's a great matchup. About seven years ago. <laughs> well played um but no still yeah that'd be a fun game uh obviously the uh the royals are fun when they're all the lineup. so i hope which i my guess is wit does not play tomorrow uh the, i read a bunch of reports afterwards it sounds like they was precautionary just tightness um i would guess uh i'm hoping for like wednesday i'd be really happy with that if he avoids the il i'd be pretty happy either way yeah i picked up nikki lopez for that monday start by the way nikki lopez you, versus you and nikki lopez have a long history together Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I got him a little bit cheaper this time than last that's time. A, that's a sneaky Thor versus Thor ad. I like that. He, if he can find a way to get on base, that's three or four steals right there. That, that's the big if. If is doing a lot of work there, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the getting on base is tough, but if he can, my gosh, that's like a, that's second and third every time. That's that's free money right there. Yeah. Um, JD Martinez I mentioned a little bit earlier, missed the weekend with back spasms. That one concerns me a lot just because the Red Sox are, you know, as we mentioned, slipping fast and. Um, only eight home runs here. He's got to be the, the batting has been really good, but it's disappointing from the power angle. Uh, Justin Turner, another veteran to miss the weekend. They hope he's available for the next series. Uh, Dave Roberts, so they hope he's going to play against the nationals who they play uh, Monday, but we'll have information on that. Uh, Brian Reynolds, some good news expect to be activated on Monday. So some good news there. Um, just going through, there's a lot of injuries. Andrew Heaney uh, coming back on Wednesday. Are you throwing Andrew Heaney this week? If you uh, have him, I think you have to home against the nationals who are the worst team in baseball. Yeah, I, I am. Definitely. You got to do it, right? Did you see the quote on Andrew Heaney's uh, rehab start? Uh, no, I did not. Tell me. Scout said it's the worst outing he's ever seen from a major league player coming down to make a rehab start in the minor leagues. That that doesn't sound like an endorsement. Incredible. I could. I read the quote. I'm like, there's no way I read that right. And I read it. It's like, he said he said the worst outing he's ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Maybe maybe that cools my jets just a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, it could be a Soto less Nats lineup. But yeah, uh, I think you I think you have to throw that. I mean, if you can't throw that, why do you have them? But I just it was a, it was a it was not a ringing endorsement to be to be sure. Um, some other guys that are coming back. Some good news here. Um, Mitch Hanniger played in a rehab over the weekend at Holmberg today. He played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sounds gonna be a multi week um, rehab assignment, but it sounds like we're we're close to getting Hanniger. I think maybe we get him uh, middle of next week. We might guess so like August the first week of August. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- that is, that that's good news, especially with Jesse Winker spraining his ankle today. Uh, yeah, weird play right. on that one too. Uh, I did not see that one. So he had a weak ground ball to f- like a first base side, the right side of the infield. I think the second baseman actually made the play and like was running and like in his follow through and Winker's follow through, they kind of collided and that's when he tw- uh, twisted the ankle, sprained it. So haven't had heard an update on that. Um, I think uh, Anthony was asking about that. I, uh, I, I I don't I don't know I don't have an update on that, but uh, Winker is starting to hit a little bit better too. So yeah, yeah bad timing there. Uh, Freddie Peralta with the Brewers uh, is making his first rehab start today. I haven't checked to see how it went, but he was making a rehab start today, so he's probably a, a couple weeks away. So if you held on to him, maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel there. Uh, before we get out of here, Jeff, two names. The first was brought up in the chat. Rogers Green asked, "Can I drop Nick Castellanos?" Uh, it's been a weird year for Castellanos. You look at, and he's always a guy that like, even when he struggled and had some years in Detroit, we didn't hit a ton of power. He always hit the ball hard. Um, did you share the, share the spam ad? Oh, um, I meant, I was trying to block it again. <laughs> Sorry. Beautiful. Um, 
But Castellanos just leave is, us the hell alone. <sighs> Castellanos is a, a different hitter so far this year. His hard hit rate is down 12%. His barrel rate's down 3%. He's striking out 4% more than last year. Um, not quite to the 2020 year uh, rate when he hit when he hit 225, but still 25%. He's walking less. Like every single metric is down. I don't know if he's pressing first year in Philly, coming off the contract, but he has eight home runs, four stolen bases, hit 245. Uh, for where he was drafted, he's been a pretty big bust, and I don't see a lot that I see a lot that makes it seem like he's just not the same guy as he was uh, the last few years. I wonder if he's just unhappy there, pressing. You know, he, he was unhappy today with the with the media. That's for sure. Yeah, first, yeah, you know, first year of a big contract, the Rick and Glenn thing. Uh, once again, um, it might matter. That that stuff does matter. Some players get affected by that a little bit more than others. Yeah, he might be very unhappy there. He might be regretting uh, not going to either. Oh, my! Since he doesn't seem like it was an option, but Miami. I mean, although he's the one that opted out of his contract, so he it was an option. He could have kept his contract, I suppose. But uh, I wouldn't drop him. But I, I understand. I understand. I don't. I don't think you drop me either. I think you have to hope that something clicks with him. He's just. Too, I mean, the guy was thirty four hundred last year and hit three ten. Like he's just too good of a hitter to drop. But I think you just have to. You got to live with him and he's bad all year. You just made a bad pick and it, it didn't go well, but I don't, I don't think I could, uh, I don't think I'd quit him right now. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Um, by the way, I don't injury wise uh, news and notes. We didn't mention uh, Steven Matz. Yeah. He's basically done for the year torn yeah. MCL. That's another thing that um, affects the trade market. Now the, the Cardinals can trade for both Soto and Corbin. Uh, and they'll, they'll, they'll be helpful. Uh, you know, they got, Hey, laugh now, but uh, they actually got mileage last year uh, from, uh, Oh, who's the uh, guy who's since retired? For, you know, you hate him because he was on the A's. Uh, Brett Anderson? No, against the Royal playoff. Uh, oh, it was John Lester. John Lester, thank you. God, there's I don't a, know where my brain is. But... There's a lot of left-handed guys with the A's that I hate, huh? <laughs> yeah, there is. You're just, you're just a hater. I clearly am. Yeah. Uh, Chris asks, dropping in Anderson, good or idea or bad? Good idea. Go ahead and drop him. I in, think, a, in a 12 uh, or less easy decision of 15, it's a decision, but I don't think he's in the rotation in two weeks. So that answers your question there. Yep. Um, last guy I want to ask you about uh, Nelson Cruz, a favorite of ours, a favorite of mine. Someone mm-hmm. who's been great for us for a lot of years. Um, has he finally hit the cliff, Jeff? It's been really rough, especially the last month. Uh, he's hit 237 with eight home runs, uh, really struggling lately. What do you do if you are a uh, someone who's a rostered Nelson Cruz? He hit 173 so far in July. And he's tying up your utility spot too. Um, and trust me, that matters. It really matters when you have six good outfielders and you can't play them all. Or I that, might be speaking that, from experience that, one of my 12 teamers. That extra corner, like there's a lot of guys that you just, I find myself uh, having corners that I'd like to play too. And it's just, he has, I mean, he has, he has over two home runs in one month this year. He has two in, two in May, March and April, two in May, four in June, none in July. Um, I don't know what's up. We, we had so many years where Nelson Cruz is too old. He's not going to be good. And he was good all the time. Good every year. Uh, still hitting the ball hard, but he's striking out a little bit more. Uh, it's hard to find something that's like really different or really wrong. Barrel rates down a little bit. I just think he's a little bit less. Maybe he's swinging, he's swinging and missing him more at 15%. Um, I'm worried here, Jeff. It's uh, it's a Me sad too. day, but, not, but I'm worried. Here's a crazy idea. Uh, what happened in Tampa Bay was not a, fa- a f- function of hitting in that ballpark, but just yeah. the start of the falling off the cliff yeah. there. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's 42. You know, and the thing is, you know, he doesn't necessarily get hurt more often, but it takes longer to fully recover and doesn't recover all the way when he does come back. And I, yeah, I, I, if someone dropped, drop him, him. If someone dropped him, your league, are you picking him up? 
I'm going to put a keep him honest bit in there, but honestly, no. I have to also because he's a he's a relative of mine and we're essentially family, so I'd have to put a bit in on him. But right. um, I tell you what, though, a hell of a last uh, like eight years of his career. He had 37 home runs, uh, like 37 or more home runs in six straight years. It was an, it was an awesome run. I hope, I'd love to see a flourish. Do you think the Nationals try and trade him? Uh, yeah, they can try. <laughs> I mean – they're not, it, the return will not be Joe Ryan. Let's just put it that way. No, that is definitely true. I, lo- I love Joe Ryan, by the way. I love watching Joe Ryan pitch. Um, yeah. yeah, somebody mentioned in the chat how good is Yanni Diaz. Yeah, I don't like Yanni Diaz, so let's move on. Why, Scott? Because he hit two solo home runs <laughs> against the A's in that freaking wild card game. We didn't even get an out in the wild card game before we were losing. Like, the A's in the playoffs are just such a nightmare. It's just, oh. Yeah, it's, it's either Yandy Diaz or Justin Verlander, one of the two. Yandy Diaz going oppo twice. Like, give me a break. The dude hit like two home runs that year and he goes oppo twice. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Yandy Diaz is good. He hits the ball hard, but like he has three home runs and one steal. Like in a fantasy league, that's not helping you. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm aware of that. I mean, that's that's two categories where he's just like a dead zero right now. Yeah. He's got, tw- he's got 20 RBIs. Like, I don't know what you're doing there. You're like, it's just, it's it's not great. He's a he's a he's good for the Rays and like every other Ray, he's better for their purposes than ours. A thousand and they, percent, and, he is and a, they don't he is care. A, and his 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 OBP is four ten. Like don't get me wrong, you play an OBP league, super valuable, super valuable real baseball. Forty one runs. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to play a guy who has three home runs, twenty RBIs, and one steal, and play him regularly at a corner infield spot. Yeah, four after today, by the way. He did. Oh, my apologies to Yandy and all the Yandy fans out there. And Anthony, basically, yeah. It was probably yeah. a it was probably a horse crap opposite field BS home run too. I believe the phrase was absolute missile home run <laughs> in the center field, kind of like that first one against the A's. But uh... <laughs> it was it's just bad. Sean Manaya's out there. I'm like, here we go. It just started all over again. I have nightmares about wild card games. Luckily, I don't think the A's are going to make it this year, Jeff. I don't think either our A's or our Reds are going to be there for a while now. Going to go yeah. out on a thin limb here. The Reds are a lot closer than the A's. No, no, they are not. No, they, they can't. They can't not be. They're... The A's two best prospects are catchers, and they drafted a catcher in the draft. Like, what are I, you doing? You know, honestly, though, I will say this. The Reds do ha- play in the cent- in all central, so they, they do have that in their favor. So, But they're – you know, Bob will just, like, go half measures to, when he tries to uh, – when he tries to contend, but uh, he won't really try to contend. It'll just be long-term sustainability, you know. Uh, last question in the chat. Someone's trying to place Mike Trout with J.J. Bleday or Tyrone Taylor. I am a Tyrone Taylor fan in that uh, in that choice there. I would definitely go Tyrone. I'm, uh, I'm a fan of his. Uh, I would go him. Agreed. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it, as always. Thanks for the questions in the chat, even from the uh, person trying to sell us on Tinder. We do appreciate you listening at all. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. We'll be back at you next Sunday night with some more baseball talk. Hope you guys have a really great, uh, great week. Uh, hope your teams all make a run up the leaderboard. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.